right, and here's a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the home of Jarheads Mobile Welding. We offer marine quality work at fair prices, welding and custom fabrication, and repair to existing items. Not only am I a man who speaks upon the brand, I have also been a customer of the brand. Because here at Jarheads Mobile Welding, name the mission and they get to fixing. Check them out now at facebook.com slash jhmwkc. Or you can also find them at Instagram at Jarheads Mobile Welding. If you send them a message, they'll give you a quote. And that right there you can put in your notes. Thank you very much for your time. And now, let's enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And today, we have a special guest. Well, um, and what is your name, Concert? Hello, Anthony. My name is Eddie Deason. How are you? Eddie Deason is in the building, guys. For some of you who are um, old fans of the um, Old School Cartoon Network and some of the um, more um, current content, you are hearing the voice of Mandark from Dexter's Laboratory, guys. Yes. We're talking ha, 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 Even though I probably did that all. Pretty good. Pretty good, Anthony. Oh, really? Well, um, yes. thank Here's you. the real thing. <laughs> oh, my beloved Dee Dee. Oh, I love you so, Dee Dee. I'll get you, Dexter. This is going to be my laboratory someday. That was awesome. You just brought back nostalgia. That oh, was thank you. Dude, like, seriously, Dexter's Laboratory was, like, one of my favorite shows growing up. Like, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you for making my childhood, man. So, I mean, now, I know you've done some illustrious work, but would you like to tell the, um, tell some of the fans uh, what kind of work you've done? Um, yes. I, yeah. Um, yes, sir, sure. I've done, I started doing Grease. I started by doing Grease, which is now an old classic. We did Grease in 1978. I go back that far, Anthony. I'm, I'm way older than you, I'm sure. And Grease was my first film, and I did... Uh, if you're a Christmas fan, I did the Polar Express with Tom Hanks. It's a good Christmas movie. That's a good one. We did that in motion capture. I did a film called War Games, where I was, I was the first computer nerd in that one. I did Ooh. that with Matthew Broderick, and that was a pretty good film. And I've done a lot of different films, maybe not as famous as those. I did one called 1941 with John Belushi. I got to work with Belushi. Steven Spielberg's big comedy, that was, at the time. And uh, I did one called I Want to Hold Your Hand, which was uh, about going to see the Beatles, which was directed by Bob Zemeckis, who later did directed me in... Uh, the Polar Express. Yeah, a bunch of stuff like that. And of course, Dexter's Lab, like you say, a lot of cartoon stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So what would you say is your favorite role that you've taken on throughout the years? That's a great one. I would say, you know, Dexter's Lab is right up there. I love playing Mandark. I love playing a mad scientist. I could kind of let loose, you know. Mandark was kind of a stretched out version of myself, so I love playing that. I love playing the know-it-all kid in Polar Express, and I love uh, being Eugene in Greece, even though Eugene is not that big of a role, but Greece was my first film, and, you know, to any actor, their first film is special, so that role will always be special to me. That's awesome. I mean, what was it like working on um, working on Greece? Did you uh, talk to any of the cast members, or do you still have any contact with any of the cast members since then? 
Yeah, we have, um, Anthony, we've done uh, some signing shows together over the years. I did several signing shows with Jeff Conaway, who's now gone now, sadly. But Jeff and I were pretty close friends after a while. And uh, Barry Pearl's a good friend of mine. He's one of the, the T-Birds. Uh, Dee Dee Khan's a friend of mine. Jamie Donnelly, these were the pink ladies, you know, two of the pink ladies. Dee Dee was Frenchy, you know, has pink hair. And uh, they're all good friends of mine. Now, we've stayed in touch, not necessarily we see each other, but we'll email each other all the time, you know, and say hi. And uh, Barry's always trying to get us money from people who owe us money. You know, he's very good at that. He's like a, a bloodhound, and he tries he gets us money from people that don't want to pay us for stuff we did in Greece. But let's not get into that. John, oh, yeah. I knew uh, when, I, when I did Greece, I didn't meet John a lot, but he was a super nice guy when I did see him. And he was all, he'd always come over and say, hi, buddy. He'd call me buddy, come over and shake my hand. And Olivia, I saw Anthony, um, I saw her in Las Vegas in 2014. I saw her again on stage. And she called me up on stage, and I got to hug her and give her a kiss and uh, tell her she's still as beautiful as she was in Greece, which she is. Mm, that's awesome, man. And her, she aged quite well. <laughs> yeah, she definitely has. There were some rumors that she had cancer, but I think those were, those were fake rumors. She's actually doing very well. Good. That's good to hear right there. Cause I, I remember I actually saw that rumor, but now I saw the source, and I saw, okay, this is fake. So... Yeah, you can't believe everything you hear on the internet. That's one thing I learned. Over exactly, here. that's the lesson we all learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's not a if it's not a good um, source, uh, don't don't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, always check your sources, people. Important. But man, I'm asking you right. I'm not gonna lie, man. I was so excited about this interview, man. I barely got any sleep today. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> listen, it's my pleasure talking to you. Oh, sure. I feel like you're doing me a solid and wanting to talk to me, man. Like, this is, this is crazy, man. Like, it's just, it seems like every single episode I get, like, the coolest guest. And the fact that you were a voice of not only my childhood, I'm also, I love musical stuff, man. Like, I grew up with that stuff, man. So, right. like, you don't know how vital it's for me to see, you know, basically see folks like yourself, you know, Doing the things you do it inspired me to sing and just you know. Well, thank you. Yeah, seeing another side of life. So well, I, I very much appreciate it. You're very kind, and it, it's a pleasure to be on your show. You sound like a super nice guy. I'm glad I got to meet you. Oh, 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 oh shucks, man! Let me blush. Yeah, you're quite the charmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, tell me a little bit more about yourself. So. You've been in Greece, you've been in Polar Express, which is amazing, you my brother-in-law family as a kid. So, what brought, what brought you into Hollywood? What brought you into California? Like, well, did you grow up in California? Like all of us in showbiz, I kind of didn't fit in anywhere else, Anthony. I was kind of the class clown, kind of goofy. I was kind of the nerd in school I got picked on. So I went to get into showbiz to get out of my hometown. I'm from Cumberland, Maryland, so little town back east. And I, uh, I graduated from high school and I came out of Hollywood the next day. Then I did an old show called The Gong Show with Chuck Barris that got gonged. I don't know if you remember that show, but you'd, you'd get up there and tell jokes, and they'd, they'd either you'd pass or they would gong you with a big gong, and they gonged me. Paul Williams, the singer, gonged me, and that was my debut. Yeah. Ouch. I worked at the comedy store. I did a little stand-up comedy, but I wasn't very good at that. Uh, oh, which, um, which did you go to the comedy store? The comedy store, yeah. But, you know, the comedy store on Sunset where, you know, the young comics start out, you, you usually go there. We didn't get paid, but you get to put your ass on, you know. It's not a paying gig. I, they might pay them now. I don't know. This was like 40 years ago, but we didn't get paid, and that was where I went on. Oh, so did you meet Missy Shorter? 
did. I'm sorry. Oh, did you mean Mitzi Shorten? Yes, Mitzi Short. Exactly right. Yeah, Polly Short's mom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mitzi was a super nice lady. I think she's recently retired, but she was a really nice lady. Hmm. Unfortunately, Miss Short passed away like a year ago. From what I've uh, well, yes, she passed away. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she was very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of things from like some of my favorite comics comics about her because I know. You had to pass with Mitzi if you wanted to be able to perform at the store. Right. Exactly. Right. She was like the last old school, like, comedy store owner left. Like, but if it wasn't for her, there'd be a lot of people I would never ever see on TV. Like, from. Oh, absolutely right. She gave so many their start. Yeah. I think Jim Carrey's right down the list, right down the line. Oh, yeah. Jim, um, Jim Carrey, um, John Witherspoon. Friends. Yeah. Uh, we're going. John Walker, Dave Kaplan, all the old gang. Yes. You know, she actually, um, she actually didn't pass Louis C.K. I didn't know. Right. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't pass Louis C.K. when he came over, and he had already had an HBO special. I know he's oh, like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is before all the crazy controversy or whatever. But yeah, like he was one of the um he was one of the noted um names that never actually got passed by um Mitzi. I was like, Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. You did stand up, Anthony? Actually no, I'm just a huge fan of art. Oh, okay, because you sound right. like you really know the field. Oh yeah, I'm a you huge fan of comedy artists, though, man. The art of comedy, the I art see. of acting, music. All that kind of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I, just, I gotcha. I enjoy all the fun aspects of life, but that's the best way to say about me. Connoisseur of life. How long has your show been going, Anthony? Um, since November. Um, you are looking at a man who has made about 90 episodes already. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're going to be very okay. special because you're helping me make it to another milestone. So. Okay, I appreciate you. Good to hear. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, I've worked really hard to get to where I'm at, and um, mm-hmm. it, it's taken a lot of work, but it's been. A, I've been really appreciative of all the guests that have come through, including yourself, because mm-hmm. um, I've met so many different personalities, and mm-hmm. it's been very humbling. That's the best way to say about that. But enough about me. Like, yeah, enough about me though. I mean, you've been in the industry almost 40 plus years, and at first it was kind of a uh, bumpy start. So, what um, what made uh, what made it more uh, make you feel more secure uh, about what you were doing? You know, getting into live film and everything. What was the role that really made you feel like, okay, I'm finally here? Well, you're right. You're absolutely right about my career. It started out slow. The first two years, I was kind of like doing nothing. I did the gong show and a few gigs at the comedy store. That's pretty much it. I couldn't even get an agent. Then finally, I did get an agent. And then, you know, they used to have a a weird catch-22 at Screen Actors Guild. It was like you couldn't be in the guild unless you'd worked, and you couldn't work unless you were in the guild. So it was kind of a weird catch-22. I think that's over now. I think you can pay money up front and join the guild, which is more merciful for a young actor because it was tough. But... I got hired for Greece. I auditioned and got Greece, and that got me in the guild. They paid to put me in the guild after that, so that kind of beat that problem. But it was a problem all young actors had, you know, and it was very frustrating. 
It's like, I want to do this, you know, we have to be in the union. Well, you can't be in the union unless you're, it's like anything, you know, I want to be a policeman. Well, you can't be a policeman unless you're in the union. Okay, well, how do I join the union? Well, you have to be a policeman to join, you know, it's like, it was that kind of a weirdness, and that was what every actor faced. Somehow, they all got around it, everybody got around it, but that was what we used to face. And then when I got Grease, I had that out of the way. Grease gave me my first gig. And then I started working pretty good after that. I did a turkey called Laser Blast, a science fiction film. I did I Want to Hold Your Hand in 1941, then War Games and Right Down the Line, you know, and some TV roles. I did a, a Magnum P.I. and I did a Facts of Life. Ooh. I did the Gong Show. I did one called The Fall Guy with the Majors, a bunch of old shows like that. Yeah. Wow. Because, like, I saw, I saw, I actually looked at your IMDb, I was like, man, he's had consistent work for years. Like, he's really, really busy. Like, yeah, yeah. So, are you married, Mr. Beasley? No, I used to, I was married for two years in the 80s. I loved her very deeply, but it just uh, fell apart. So, you know, Ooh. she sent me, a, she actually wrote me on Facebook about a year ago. She saw the Polar Express. She hadn't written me in a while. She said, Eddie, I saw you in the Polar Express. That's so we got back in touch. That was nice. I've okay. had a million crushes, you know, on girls, but I never found the right girl. So one thing I've missed in my life. Well, it's never too late, my guy. You're still alive and kicking. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right. You're an optimist like my mom. Well, so sometimes we need a little bit of optimism. So this world is already hard enough as it is. So, yeah, true. you got to be an optimist. You're right. It's a good philosophy. Yeah, man. It's like... Things will come in your universe with the right set in mind. But I mean, it sounds like to me, you put your mind on the universe to make a decent career for yourself and also get a lot of respect. Like, because I know a lot of people who would love to um, shake your hand and tell you how great you are and how you really influenced our childhoods and all that. Man. That's, that's a very important aspect to a lot of people. So, whether it's the era of Greece or so forth in the 80s, like, you probably affected a lot of lives without even knowing. Well, let me tell you, I assimilated what you said. I totally got what you said, and it was a very beautiful tribute, and I really do appreciate it. You're a wonderful guy just to say those words, and you made my day, so thank you. <laughs> oh, sure. I appreciate it, sir. So, okay, my next question is, if um, you can answer this one. So, sure. being in Hollywood, like just being in California alone, I know sometimes everybody has like a wild story that's happened to them in California. Mm -hmm. um, even Steve Joyner, our good friend, he even told me a bunch of multiple stories about being in LA. Like, do you have mm -hmm. any? Um, do you have any stories at all that you would like to share with us? Sure, I, I, I went off the top of my head that deals with Greece. I was, uh, and this is a story I learned the lesson. I'll tell you the lesson at the end of the story, but. I was sitting in Hollywood Boulevard, Anthony, I was just, I was reading a little book, it was probably a Beatles book, I'm a Beatles nut, but I was reading my little book, and it was one of those times in life I just wanted to be left alone, you know, I was just, I was sitting at the bus stop, it was kind of dusk, you know, the time the sun goes down about 6.30, and I was reading my book and I wanted to be left alone. Anyway, I had noticed there was a figure to my left, I didn't even look, I just wanted, you know, in L let me tell you, in LA there's a lot of lonely people, and a lot of people talk to you just because they're lonely. And I know that, and I'll just talk to them, you know, and they just want somebody to talk to. But anyway, my point is, I was trying to read, and I see this figure in my left, and I didn't want to be bothered on this day, on this evening. Anyway, the voice comes to me. It goes, what time is it? So I didn't want to be bothered. So I said kind of curtly, kind of rudely, I go, it's 6.30. 
I said it like that abrupt. I could have said it and I said, uh, 6.30, sir, you know, but I said it's 6.30. I, meaning that I want to be left alone. Anyway, I hear a voice come back to me. The voice goes, don't you disrespect me, man. Uh-oh. I go, what? WTF? What's going on? So I look over to my left. This is a gangbanger. It's a total gangbanger in black leather outfit, like West Side Story. I swear to God. This happened maybe like 25 years ago, 30 years ago. But I look over, it's a gangbanger. I go, oh, Jesus, what have I got myself into? So anyway, the gangbanger, a big guy, this guy could have chewed me up and spit me out. So he goes over and talks to about three or four of his friends. They're all huddled up. I'm sitting there at the bus stop and saying, these guys are going to kill me. I go, what the devil? I go, they're going to kill me. At least they're going to maim me. They're going to beat the crap out of me and they'll maim me. I go, maybe they'll just rob me. I had like $100 or whatever. I go, maybe they'll just rob me and leave me alone. I go, this is Hollywood. Nobody's ever going to help me. The car will just drive by. Anyway, I'm scared out of my wits. You know, I'm praying to God, praying to the good Lord. Anyway, he comes back to me. He goes, hey, man, are you the guy in Greece? I go, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm Eugene. I'm the guy in Greece. Hi. He goes, let me ask you something, man. He goes, what's a little... Excuse the interruption, but it's time for a message from our sponsors. Carlton's Grand Jerky. Sweet brine so divine that every taste is also fine. Enjoy Carlton's old family sweet brine recipe. It offers the grand flavor a delicious lost taste for a healthy all-American traditional snack. Get yours today at Facebook.com slash Carlton's Grand Jerky. Once again, that's Carlton's Grand Jerky. Carlton spelled C-A-R-L-E-T-O-N-S, Grand Jerky. Get yours today. The jerky was so good. Let's just say when I gave it to my mother, I'm just going to put in quotations, amazing. Because I don't want to lose my sponsor. But with that, we are back to the show. Newton-John is hot in Greece as she was in real life. In real life as she was in Greece. Was Olivia Newton-John is hot in real life as she was in Greece? I go, yeah, yeah, Olivia is real hot. She's beautiful. I go, oh, and she wore that leather outfit. All the guys were drooling over and blah, blah, blah. And we talked and talked for about five or ten minutes. Finally, the bus comes. I see the bus, like the cavalry. The bus is coming to rescue me. I see the bus come. I went over to the guys. I shook all their hands. Goes, it was a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. So I shook hands with all these gangbangers who could have killed me. Not only could these guys have killed me, any of their girlfriends could have beat me up. You know, I'm just this little guy. You know, I weigh about 120 pounds. Anyway, I shake hands. I get on the bus, wave goodbye, and I leave. The bus saved my life. And Anthony, I swear to God, I think being in Greece saved my life. I think if I wasn't in Greece, those guys would have just tore me apart and killed me that day. Oh, wow. Yeah. The lesson I learned is always be polite to people, no matter who it is, no matter who the man or woman is. Say hi. They've earned the right. Everybody has a human dignity, and they've learned the right. Just be polite to them. At least say hi or give them the time or say how are you, you know, and I learned that important lesson that day. That is an important lesson. That's going to be an important lesson to everybody that's listening, for real. Absolutely. Because you never know who you're going to cross paths with in this world. You got it. In today's world, it could be anybody, you know. Most people are nice, luckily. That's the break we get. But occasionally, you know, you run into some gnarly people. Man, those people do not play around about being disrespected. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it through that. And you're still <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I was like, well, ladies and gentlemen, we did not have this conversation because I'm talking to this man's ghost. Uh, this was a great interview, guys. Um, so with that, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would invite you to my funeral, Anthony. You'd be one of my pallbearers. 
Well, what the heck says, um, yeah, I could probably lift that. That's no problem. <laughs> I was like, man, I had just met this dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So what were some of the hardships you've had to deal with? Like, I would even say post-grease, like, going, like, we're going, like, kind of forward or whatever. Did you have a lot of hardships, like, getting any roles or anything, like, after Greece? Or did well, you have, yeah, yeah. the business, I think, is tough on all of us, as you know. You're in showbiz. The business is tough on all of us, you know. Unless you're, like, you know, if you're Frank Sinatra or Elvis or Sammy Davis, you know, or Dean Martin, yeah, you get jobs, you know. You, Marilyn Monroe, they're going to give you scripts. Tom Hanks, yeah. They're like this microcosm. The rest of us all have to keep fighting. We have to keep working, you know. And, you know, we all hit fallow periods. You hit periods where you're not getting a script, you go years, guys will not get a role for five, ten years. It's not unusual. Some people never get in the movie. Some people never get a role. You know, millions come out every year to Hollywood, you know. The guys want to be the new James Dean and the women want to be the new Marilyn Monroe or the new Meryl Streep, you know, and it doesn't happen. It's just, it's, it's the law of averages, you know. There's just, there's so many roles out there and there's so many, way more actors and actresses. So it's tough on all of us, and I've definitely had a lot of periods like that. Yeah, and it, it can get you down. You have to, you know, sublimate your time, do something, find a hobby, find somebody you like being with, read, go to movies, go to the beach, whatever. There's so many things to do in life, but you find something you love and sublimate your time, and try not to become too fixated on the business, you know, or you'll, you'll go crazy. It'll drive you nuts. I believe it. Because, I mean... I, we've, I mean, you've seen it, I've seen it, like the rise and fall of a lot of people, like, through it. I mean, you've been around the industry, I mean, a lot longer than I have, so you've probably seen so many rises and falls, because the industry, unfortunately, drove them insane. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tough racket. There's no tougher racket in the world than showbiz for anybody, you know. If you're really, really talented, you know, you, you, you know you'll do okay, but, you know, most of us struggle. Yeah, sometimes talent is just the same. They look for love, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's like somebody told me once it's 10% talent and 90% everything else. And yeah. I can only imagine, like, because being a serious actor, I see you guys really pushing to get whatever role y'all can out here. Like, a lot of the actors and actresses, a lot of them are taking on, you know, and paying dues. And I can see them really trying hard to make something out of themselves and just try to make a dream come true. Yeah, it, it, it's a sad business that way. A lot of people have something dream. Everybody has their dreams in life, you know. And to these people, their dream is to be in the movies, to be on TV, to be in a great play, whatever, to be in a great show, make a great record, make a great song, you know, record a great song. And it, it so often doesn't happen. Whereas I think in other fields, maybe you have a better shot. Maybe X number of people want to be a doctor, and you devote yourself, and there's a route you follow as a doctor. Of course, it takes money to get into the university, but you know, you get in, you follow the rules, you read the manuals, you do the drills, and you're a doctor, or a plumber, or a lawyer, or whatever, a fireman, or you know what I mean? But show business is not that way. Show business, there are no rules, really. Everybody's career is different. You get in, and you hope you meet the right people. You hope you go to that right audition, you know. But it, it, it's totally, totally subjective. And there's probably more failure in showbiz than any other business. Yeah, it's sad. So, like, even with you being a veteran, do you still have worries about getting work? Do I still have, I'm sorry, what? Do you still have worries about getting work even as a veteran? 
in the industry? Um, not so much. I'm, I'm kind of too old for that now, Anthony. I, I, a small extent, like, uh, for instance, I'm going out to voiceovers now. And I used to get a lot of voiceovers in my day. I do a lot of radio spots and cartoons, but I'm just not booking now. I came back to L.A. in January. I was in Maryland for a few years with my family. But I came back in January, and I've had maybe, I'd say, 20 auditions, and I've got none. So, you know, it's kind of baffling because I feel like I'm giving good auditions. I feel like I'm doing funny auditions, but I'm just not booking anything. And I love my agents. I love the people in my agency. I'd like to get them a gig, you know, but uh, I'm just not doing anything. You, you know, you kind of like totally affect. You know, there's cause and effect in life. You know, let's say you have a crush on a girl. You like this girl, and you can be effect. You'll sit and wait and sit around, or you can be cause. You can go over and ask her out, bring her flowers, you know, or whatever. And say, I think you're very beautiful. Would you, could we have dinner? Blah blah blah. You're being cause. In showbiz, it's hard to be cause at an audition. You just you're cause at the audition, yeah. But then after that, it's pretty much up to them. You could go in and give the greatest audition in the world, but maybe there's something they don't like about you. Maybe that you remind them of somebody, you know, and you're just not going to get it. Whatever it is, whatever in those people's minds who books you, your total effect of that in, in a showbiz, you know, at an audition. Makes sense. Wow. So it's kind of frustrating that way, you know. Mm. So what do you do in between usually? Well, now, you know, I, I read a lot. I'm, I'm a Facebook nut. I'm on Facebook all the time, Anthony. I write to my friends. Facebook is kind of good if you're lonely, you know, because you can go on 24 hours a day. There's always people to talk to, put up a post or read others' posts. It's always it's kind of a great thing, so I love that. I go to the movies. I read. You know, I love to go to Dodger games, um, stuff like oh, that. Oh, you're a baseball fan? I'm with my friends a lot. I'm sorry? You're a baseball fan? Oh, I'm a baseball nut. I love baseball. I'm, I'm ashamed to say I'm a Pirates fan. We never do anything, but I do love the Dodgers too. And I, I, I think this is the Dodgers year. I think the Dodgers are finally going to get their ring this year. I was the, I think it's the last that. World Series. You know, I was at the '88 World Series. That was that was the World Series I went to. With the Dodgers were in for the last time. The Dodgers won for the last time. I mean, I was there. I went to Game Two. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm from Kansas City, so I'm a Royals guy myself. But I got. Oh, okay. How are you guys doing this year? Nothing. Oh, okay, yeah, you're like my pirate. Yeah, I know, it's emotional, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, emo it's emotional. I mean, we're getting some key players and good trades or whatever, but this is definitely going to be developing years again. I just hope it's not right. uh, another decade of development. Right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah well, uh, you've got to be a loyal fan to your team, you know. You go through the hard times. Football's kind of spoiled. I like New England in football, so I'm spoiled. We've had six rings. So that's the one thing I'm spoiled in in life. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I don't like Tom Brady, but I respect the man. The man has some of the best shotgun plays I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. you got to respect what he's done. He's probably the GOAT football player of all time. you got to think so. I can't, but I, I, can't I, I get a lot of garbage, you know. I get a lot of crap when I say I'm a New England fan. Half the people ridicule me, right, just for that, or I say I'm a Tom Brady fan because there are a lot of detractors. Oh, yeah. Everybody's just mad because they keep winning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I just wanted to see the Chief get one Super Bowl while I'm still in the land of the living. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. So I'm right. hoping they pull off something. Oh, you, have, you have Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick. Patrick's awesome. Well, Pat, you know what, Anthony? Patrick's going to get you a ring someday. He's just too good not to. This guy's done stuff nobody's ever done. He's like, this guy's totally one of a kind. And he's a breed of quarterback. I am so sure he'll get a ring someday. And it's his rookie year. He did that. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, he got MVP. Every he got off what, you got off to a bad start that game. You, I mean, you, and then you came right back. You almost pulled off that game. As bad of a start as he got off to. Oh, my gosh. We were so close. Yeah. But, oh, he'll get a ring. He might get a ring this season. Hey, we're hoping. We yeah. would <laughs> love to have that in the city again, even if it's just for one year. Yeah. But I got to say, though. No, if he doesn't get hurt, the kid's got a, the kid's got a 15 or 20-year great career ahead of him. You know, the trick is you avoid injuries, you know. And, but the, you know, RG3 for the Redskins, look what happened, you know. Injuries can be tragic in football. So I hope because Patrick's so good for the game. That, you know, he's just such a talented guy, and he's a great guy. He just When you hear him interviewed, he's such a wonderful guy. You just hope he never gets those injuries. That's how Brady's left out. You know, Brady only had one really bad injury. That one season he was out for the year. That's how he's done it. I mean, even then, the Patriots were still a threat, even though he was. Um, they were using a second-string quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it's New England. Those guys are, like, trained and built and crafted into the championship team we've seen over and over again. That's why they've seen so many exactly. Super Bowls. They're amazing. Belichick's unparalleled. Belichick's got to be the greatest coach ever. And Brady, you got to, you know, like him or dislike him, you got to respect him as a quarterback, like you say. It's true. I mean, you know, they have, like, everything kind of, like, mapped out. They got, like, a nutrition program. They got – everything is just running like a well-oiled machine. For the yeah, exactly. He keeps totally – he wants to play until he's 45. He wants to play several more years, Brady. So I think he wants to play five more seasons. And, he's, you know, he's already – I think he's 41 now, 41 or 42 he turns. He wants to play until he's 40. So that will be three or four more seasons. But, he wants Good, to, great. I mean, you know, we don't have Gronk this year. Gronk finally retired. So that will be kind of a challenge. And we'll see. No, I can't be doing all this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That man's a beast, though. It's like, oh, yeah, God, they gave him the ball. Okay, stop him, stop him. I was like, oh, God, nobody can stop him. <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't, he's like this big gorilla guy. He's like this King Kong gorilla. But he had these great hands, too. He had these great hands like Randy Moss, you know. I mean, you throw him and he had this delicate touch with his hands to catch anything. And then once he had the ball, you have three guys hanging on him and they couldn't stop him, you know. He's, he's this big gorilla. Man. Uh, I was like, like I've always. It's amazing what I've seen over the years in football. It's like, I say him and um also Beast Mode are like the most scariest guys in the field. You grab them like, mm-hmm. like you see like five guys trying to hang off on them, and they're going right into the freaking end zone. You know yourself. What do those guys eat every day? They can probably yeah, eat exactly. <laughs> they're monsters now. Well, you know, it's funny. Refrigerator. Do, do you go back to remember Frig- Refrigerator Perry from the Chicago Bears? Oh, man, that's old school, yes. Yeah, that's old school. He was there. But when Refrigerator was there, he was a big guy. Nowadays, he'd be like a little guy. But when, when Refrigerator played in the 80s, we, he was like a monster. You know, he was like a beast. Now he'd be like a little guy. Yeah, sports just got bigger. You know, the athletes get bigger. They get better. Conditioning's better. Training's better. Better nutrition, you know, they they can just develop their bodies bigger and better. Just that generation change, that yeah. generational change. Yeah. Because a lot of, I mean, even like from your era, to even my era, like it's like, I like I'm like six foot one. I'm six foot one. Okay, I'm a big guy. But like even like even now, like okay, I have a nephew. Okay, my nephew was towering over me. My little brother. Um, my little half brother, he's towering over me, and they're like six foot three, six foot four, right? And I'm like, 
Why do I feel so short yeah. about six one? Yeah, <laughs> six one's a pretty big guy. I know, man. Like, it's like I feel like a like. Let me go at this. Okay, so let's say I'm a little person in, in Lucha Libre. I feel like a little person in Lucha Libre, and then they're the Undertaker and Andre the Giant. Right. <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay, I know you're on a growth spurt. I'm not food. Food and fridge. No crush, yeah. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, I yeah. want to just say two things. First of all, it has been such a pleasure being on your show. Unfortunately, I have to run and have a lunch date at 1230, so I have Ooh, to get ready, yes. get dressed and all, and get ready. I want to say what a pleasure it's been talking to you. You're yeah, a wonderful guy, and I love being on your show, and I hope I can be on again when we have more time. And I just I wanted to get a plug in real quick, please, if it's okay. Oh, yeah, I'm please. Doing a, a Greece, yeah, I'm doing a Grease sing-along in Fresno, California. It'll be uh, a week from Saturday, July 27th. Doors open at 6.30. I will be signing there, doing a Q&A with the audience, and we will be screening Grease. So I hope you show up. It's at the Crest Theater in, uh, in, the Crest Theater in Fresno, California, July 27th. So please come, anybody in Fresno, or if you're going to be in the Fresno area, please come. Please come see me, and I'd love to see you and sign for you and shake your hand. It would be my pleasure. And, Anthony, thank you again for having me on your show. And I wish you good luck, my friend. You're a good guy. Thank you, Mr. Deason. I appreciate that. Continue um, success. Well, thank you. Do you have any social media that you want to connect with any of the people? Just uh, Facebook. Please go to my Facebook page. I think I'm going to, in fact, have an opening in my friend thing. You're limited to friends, but I think I'm going to have a new opening today. So if you want to be on my friends list, grab the opening today and read my jokes and stuff, my corny jokes and the stuff I write in Facebook, please. Yeah. And also, I want to tell you one other thing. Always listen to Anthony's show. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's a good show, and I enjoy it. <laughs> well, man, with that, you need to get out of here, guys. So with that, my name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And you just met Mr. Eddie Deason. Great guy. Well, Mr. Deason, we are finished.